Speaking of Triscuits, every time, ever since Nora talked about making Triscuit nachos, I've been making Triscuit They're nachos. They're real good. Yeah. A little dab of salsa, a little sprinkle of cheese. Mm-hmm. Holy so crap. I was reading something on Twitter that, and it was somebody that said like Triscuits are trash. Um, what are the other ones? Wheat thins are better. I'm like, I'm sorry. Excuse no. me. Uh-uh. What is wrong sorry. with you? That's incorrect. Objectively <laughs> wrong. Taste buds are wrong. Salt and pepper Triscuits are oh, all I need. Bomb. So Triscuits good. are one of the few uh, crackers where it, there's only like three or four ingredients on them. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty darn good for you. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Maybe so not good. if you eat a whole box like I do. I know. That's the problem is I'm like, jump, 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 jump. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy Wait, to where do. did they go? <laughs> they're all gone. Oh, I guess I need more Triscuits. You guys have other people in the house, so there's some plausible deniability. <laughs> <laughs> Except I got some like quote-unquote healthy chips like rice crackery chips and I was like oh this will be healthy and the ba- the bag oh. was gone in a day and it was yeah. all me and they're like actually not that good for you I mean I guess there's like less gluten or something but um uh, but they're not that good for you I'd rather I fool just... myself with the like the chia ones like yes. there's just corn chips with other stuff in them yeah. <laughs> right they're not that different and they're like seven dollars like they're always yep. some way more expensive Okay, um, we should probably do yeah, the show. Start, yeah, let's start. Okay. Let's start. okay. <laughs> yeah. A quick detour into grocery talk. Yeah, yeah. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, a sometimes twice-weekly show inspired by the show Too Beautiful to Live. I'm Hillary H. Baum Garrett Livingston Butler, coming to you from the Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas. Joining me today, it's the coven, yay, or like, ooh, I feel like I should like have uh, some like spooky music in the background. <laughs> um, from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with the plan, Lundholm. Um, hi, Anne. I have a quick question for you. So Bridget went berry picking. We have like approximately a thousand strawberries. I need your help. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There's so many strawberries. I don't know what to do with them. Do you have strawberry recipes? that you can give me. I have a cookbook that's called The Joy of Strawberries. I'm not kidding. Um, I don't know why that makes me laugh. It's like the offshoot of the joy of sex. <laughs> I was thinking joy of cooking, but all right. Um, okay, I need you to copy some some uh, some recipes for me because I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Okay, I, I think there's a recipe for a strawberry dump cake in Ooh, there that's really easy, that's so good. that might be good. Yes, yes. You know me. You know I need easy. I need low-key. That's perfect. Okay. Hi, Anne. How Hi. You <laughs> Great. <laughs> and you heard her voice uh, from Detroit. Oh, wait. Hold on. From the Rosedale Park, North Rosedale Park neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan, it's our newest Octomom, Meredith the MBH <laughs> Van Arn. Hi, Meredith. Hi. There's actually 10, 10 babies. So okay. What does that well, make Deca-mom. me? Decamom. Decamom, yeah. 
well, we'll get into that. That's a that's a crazy crazy story. Welcome to motherhood of many 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 <laughs> children. <laughs> um, as usual, though, we'll go through the LRB business, tackle this week's TBTL hot topics, do some housekeeping, and finally tell y'all how to get involved. Um, and with that, Anne, why don't you get us into the business? I will. I'm going to bring the show down. Just oh. for a minute. We're going to have a lot of yes. fun today, but yeah. I want to talk about something sad that deserves a little bit of our time and attention. Um, Wagoneers may remember we had a guest on the show back when we were still doing regular guest interviews. Uh, her name was Felicia Powell, and she came on with you and me, Meredith. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the time that Jen convinced Luke and Andrew to recreate the fourth hour of the Today <laughs> yes. Show, pretending to be Kathy Lee and Hoda. And it was amazing. It was. <laughs> and I started seeing some messages on Facebook, because Felicia and I are Facebook friends, of people like tagging her in photos and saying, I'll miss you. And I thought, wait, did she move from New York City or something? And I did a little investigating, and I found out that Felicia passed away That's this so week. Yeah. We knew that she had had some... Um, health issues they had seemed to be in the past and she was never very specific about what they were so I mean like I'm not gonna go into her business now but um, from what I can tell she actually had a a tumor that had a very high um, reoccurrence I guess and that was uh, had high mortality rates and it looks like she uh, it came back and so she passed away on Thursday Maybe. And I just wanted to pay a little tribute to her because she was she was lovely. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a lot of fun talking to her. And I don't know about you, Meredith, but she was a pretty shy 10 and we kind of had to coax her a little bit to get her on the show. And so I didn't have a good sense of her personality before we talked about her. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, how how is this going to go? I don't know. It's going to be great. But she was just so sweet and so fun. And we talked about voting activism and photography and doctor who and there was a um a thing on tbtl that week about a cow that got loose in brooklyn and so we were talking (laughs) about that and she was just wonderful so um i just wanted to encourage people maybe go back and listen to that episode i think it's number 267 uh, it's called From Frazzled to Focus with Felicia <laughs> Powell. I will put it in the show notes, but I just wanted to salute Felicia and say that we'll miss her. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And I think I think her voting activism uh, really sticks out in my mind. It was really impressive how passionate she was about that. So I think if you I think a great tribute to her would be if you're not registered to vote, then do it in her honor or you know, make sure that you vote in your next local election. She was really passionate about even the tiniest elections. The the, the ones that are closest to home are the most important. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So go vote in your next school board election in her honor. Yep. Yeah. And one of the things about Felicia was she had a kind of a personal relationship with Andrew because we talked about it a little on the show because she had written into them with a pretty kind of thoughtful uh, email and, that Andrew referenced a number of times and you know whenever her name would come up on the donor of the day thing he would mention that sometimes they wrote back and forth and I thought I don't think Andrew knows about this because he's not on Facebook anymore so I sent him a note on Friday just saying hey sad sad news I wanted to make sure that you knew about this and I actually got an email back from him this morning that said he hadn't opened my email for two days because he saw the subject line and and he didn't want to yep and I said you know 
I know you're not always LRB's biggest fan, (laughs) (laughs) understatement, but we did have her on the show and she said really nice things about you if you wanted to listen to it. And he said, I am going to listen to it someday, but I don't think that I can do it right now. So I know, isn't that sweet? So um, I guess good voyage, Felicia. Yeah. We didn't know you really well, but what we knew we really loved. So she's part of our our family. Absolutely. So we'll miss her. So with that said, let's bring it up again and go to a very fun and very sweet piece of of business. And that is, Meredith, your sudden, I mean, you were a cat mom before, but it sort of took it into overdrive. Okay. So this is what's been going on. I moved into this house, what, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago now. The next door neighbor... Um, we, we don't have a shared driveway, but there's only a tiny little strip of grass between the two. So we kind of, we run into each other a lot as we're leaving our houses and, uh, he's kind of an older gentleman. He's very, um, he's not super talkative. I'll say, uh, he's perfectly friendly. Um, he introduced himself and he'll, he'll make a little bit of small talk, ask me where I can get a $5 pizza or, you know, stuff like that. And, um, when I, as I you remember, do. yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's a strange question, but, uh, the first time I saw this house, there were two cats uh, in the driveway. There was a calico, long-haired calico, and a long-haired black cat. And I said, oh, are those your cats? And he sort of, sort of grumbled, like, yeah. Sorry. And I was like, okay. Uh, outdoor cats uh, make me a little bit nervous because it's not safe for them, as I've gone on and on before. And we're in a city, and there's busy roads not, not too far away. So I was a little anxious about them. And eventually uh, they would come over. I would find them in my trash can trying to eat my leftovers. Like it was clear to me that nobody was really taking care of them. Um, And I wasn't sure if they were his cats or not. And I come to find out that these two used to be his indoor kittens when they were, when they were little tiny and he didn't like having them or he and his wife didn't like having them. He said he had to replace a bunch of furniture and carpet. So I don't know what they did or what the situation was, but he just tossed them outside uh, very unceremoniously. They were not fixed. Um, and it's just these two female cats who just were attached to him for some reason and stuck around his property. And like, he doesn't deserve that devotion in my opinion, but, um, yeah. So, but the, the, the draw is that his garage door is broken. It's open, it's stuck open. And so they have this perfect shelter that they can come and go. And, and there's a loft up on the second floor in the eaves. And so they have a great hiding spot and it's not perfect because it's probably really, really cold and, and no one's really feeding them. So he was getting irritated with them. And I was trying to kind of, I was like, okay, I'm going to trap these cats. I've done it before. I did it in Dallas. I, I organized a, I got, I think, eight cats um, trapped and neutered. And you do, uh, it's called TNR, trap, neuter, release. And you, uh, you, you capture them against their will. You give them surgery and then you let them back out. And it's kind of the best way that we have to control the feral cat population. Because if you just kill them, then more will come in because um, they're territorial animals. So if you fix them, they protect their territory, keep other cats out, and they don't make more kittens. So it's kind of the best option. So I was planning on doing that, and it was just sort of like, you know, moving, and it's been a little bit crazy here. So it wasn't high on my priority list until, I don't know, a week and a half ago, the neighbor just was kind of grunting something about kittens. And I was like, what do you mean kittens? And he goes, go look in the garage. And on this like dirty old tarp on a box in the back, there's four little tiny, tiny kittens that were probably only like two days old. Um, And he's like, I'm going to get rid of them. And I said, what? (laughs) 
what are you talking about? And and he seems like the type of the generation to, you know, there's an unwanted litter of kittens, you drown them in a bucket, you know, yeah. like my grandmother yeah. was used to do or whatever. Um, and so I was pretty freaked out. And I was like, I don't want you to do that. I will deal with them. Please just don't get rid of them. Um, and he's like, well, take them, take them now. And I was like, oh, I can't really do that because I can't take them inside. And the mom is going to put them where she wants them. So, but I promise you that I'll deal with it. And so for the past week and a half, I've been trying really hard to feed both of these cats. Now it was the black cat who I saw sitting on these kittens. Like I assumed that she was the mom. And then the other one is the sister of the black cat. Turns out, um, okay. Uh, don't, I'm going to get, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'm feeding him. I'm trying to lure them away from his property so he doesn't kill them and then earn their trust so I can, uh, uh, handle the kitten so they don't become feral and blah, blah, blah. So I'm doing that. And then the calico is kind of also coming around and she's eating a lot of food, but like, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's also pregnant. Like the, I, I didn't, I had no idea the black cat was pregnant and cause they're really fluffy and they're probably really skinny to begin with. So, um, I finally, finally, after several failed attempts, called in the like neighborhood cat lady. Now, if you guys think I'm a cat lady, this lady <laughs> is a cat lady. Um, <laughs> I actually I was <laughs> going to say like pot calling cat. Yeah, no, she, I'm nothing compared to her. So I found her on Nextdoor. So I guess this is the one good thing Nextdoor has ever done for anyone. Um, I, I sent her a message and I told her the situation and she's like, well, I can come over and help you if you want. I've got several traps and I've done this a ton of times and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, great. So on Friday morning, she came over with two of her traps and she was totally prepared. She had treats, she had blankets, she knew what to do. Um, and we ended up getting the calico just she just walked into the crate because she had been doing that but I wasn't interested in catching her because she wasn't the mom so I'm like okay well I got her we're, we're gonna get her fixed so that's fine but then we had to trap the black cat she was a lot more skittish she got scared she kind of thrashed around in her cage which they'll do it's it's not great but the short-term pain is worth the long-term <laughs> improvement in their lives so it was okay but so then I was like, okay, I know where the kittens are. They're up in the loft in the garage on the second floor. And I, I know that there were five kittens at this point. Um, initially I saw four and then there was a fifth that showed up later. So I was like, okay, so there's five kittens. I had my little sling that I had for bear when he was tiny and I would carry him around in my little kitten sling. Um, so I could use my hands like a baby carrying <laughs> device. So I was like, okay, I have to climb up on this precarious thing. It, it, it's a ladder. That's not really a ladder. And there's like giant saw blades up there and stuff. So I go and I know where they are. They're in the way back corner. So I've got my sling and I'm up there and Anna is, um, kind of sitting, waiting to receive these kittens. And so I'm, I put a few in my sling and then I'm like, there's more than, there's more kittens here. It's really dark. So I could barely see. So I'm like, just kind of feeling around and I'm like, there's five kittens, six kittens, seven, eight, nine, ten. Anna, there are ten kittens here, and we're both just like freaking out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I filled up my pouch and then I had to keep handing them off to her because they were full. Like I couldn't fit any more kittens in my pouch. And they are so cute. Like some of their eyes aren't even open yet, and they're like making little cute little mewy sounds. And but you know they they are together with their siblings and they're warm, so they're just pretty much like whatever. They're fine with it. And so I'm kind of having I'm I'm just sort of freaking out that oh my god there are ten kittens here. I had no idea. And what it turns out is both of the moms had litters. They both had five kittens and probably like a week apart because some of them were much smaller than the others. So we get, we somehow managed to get these, you know, very angry adult cats, both in the crate. And then we put all, we put all the kittens in first and then the moms just go in, uh, cause they don't care about much besides taking care of their kittens right now. So that was easy. And I had a foster family lined up. So 
while I, 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 w- I would like to say I'm taking care of 10 kittens right now, I'm not. <laughs> They're not in my house. I drove them to Grand Rapids that afternoon. And uh, my sister-in-law is a vet tech and her friend Kristen was willing to take them. And she does this sort of stuff all the time. She actually has a one stall garage in her house. Like they're, they're two separate garages and one of them is just a kitten room. She just converted it into a, a foster room in her house. So it's like the perfect scenario. And she thought she was taking four or five kittens. And I called her and I was like, um, how do you feel about 10? (laughs) 10 kittens and two moms. And she's like, well, I've got the room as long as they get along, it's fine. So I had to do kind of a precarious, scary drive out to Grand Rapids. Um, with the, the moms were furious and scared. The kittens didn't care, but they also could fit through the bars of the cage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. And they were barely walking. Um, so, but every once in a while, one would like kind of fling themselves towards the bar and I'd have to like, cause one of them fell out and was like on <laughs> stuck between the floor and the side of the, the seat. Um, and so I had to keep like making sure that they were they were boxed in there. It's like when my phone out. drops in and I'm like, I yes. can't get it. Except it's screaming at you and it is in danger. <laughs> it was harrowing, but it was really rewarding and it was such a it was a crazy buzz. Like for Anna and Anna had never caught that many kittens at once, and I certainly hadn't. So we were both like, Oh my god, that was amazing. And it was super fun to play with these ten kittens because they were like, whatever, they don't they weren't afraid of me. Um, and so I got to hold and play with all these adorable little babies and, uh, take them to their foster mom. And she is going to get them all fixed and taken care of. She knows vets who do this at low cost and I'm going to help with the cost of some of that. And, um, I, you know, I don't know if the moms are going to come back here. I don't know if they're going to want to be indoor cats or not. If they can be, that would be perfect. But if not, they're going to be spayed and, and, and come back here since they're part of the cat colony. So that's pretty much what I've been doing this week, as well as dealing with several metaphorical house fires, such as my brand new dishwasher getting possessed and dying and my roof leaking and blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I'm much more concerned about the kittens. Like I'll get that other stuff fixed. And it was really rewarding and it was fun, especially because I had been worrying about it and spending so much time and trying and failing so many times to finally get them and then have it be this jackpot of kittens. It was amazing. I mean, think of it like there would be 12 cats living in this guy's yard and he would absolutely like poison them, you know? God. He just and then they school. would have babies. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I feel good about that. I'm, I'm no, really happy with sure. that. So the Tomcat's been prowling around, and Anna's coming over actually tonight to trap him. She's going to get him fixed tomorrow. Well, that's the thing is it's like the cycle of just babies being born. Um, yeah, and I don't think probably... these cats are very old. I, they must be under a year themselves. Wow. So that just goes to show you how quickly they can just Babies having grow. babies. Yes. What is happening? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, so nothing much going on in North Rosedale Park. Nah, then. it's fine. It's quiet. <laughs> Just sitting around. <laughs> it's been so lazy. So lazy. Oh, man. Only you. Ugh. Only you, Meredith. I know. I know. Well, some, you know, a lot of people were like, I don't know if I'd do anything about it. And, and and that's fine. I just can't. This is just an issue that I can't just let be. Yeah. I don't know why. I just can't. I could have done nothing, but I just. You couldn't. were meant to be there. You were meant to I be was. there and rescue these, I was. these little babies. And they're all going to get adopted. Kristen yeah. was like, kittens, this is very early for kitten season. So she's going to bring them to, as soon as they're old enough to be adopted, she's going to bring them to a, a shelter that she works with. And they're going to go like in the same day. So they're all going to get homes. Okay. It's hard to tell from the picture you posted because they mostly just look like a pile of fur. Yep. <laughs> But they're very cute. They're like all different colors, some orange ones. and Yeah, there's every like kind of kitten right. you could want. It's, a, it's such a great selection. 
Well, all right. I guess we'll wait for the next chapter I know. in Meredith becoming com- complete cat lady. Uh, Hillary, you've been cleaning out your closet. Yes. Meredith has cats. You have dresses. I right? do. I, exactly. That is, <laughs> that is uh, yeah, that's probably the, the closest analogy to uh, what I have. I, all of a sudden, I just like could not walk into my closet. Like all the stuff that I liked to wear you know you know you have like a season of things like these are the four things I like to wear basically and they were at the front of my closet and all my workout clothes my underwear and all that I could I was were accessible but I couldn't get to the back of my closet it's not that big I just like had shit on the ground there was just stuff everywhere and I just finally I haven't even really watched the Marie Kondo show but it just got into my brain finally I was like this is it I have to I just have to take everything out of my closet put it on my bed and just go through it. Now, I don't think of myself as a hoarder. Like, I, you know, I've moved a fair amount. I've gotten rid of stuff. I think I'm also just lazy, though, sometimes. So it's not like I'm keeping things because I have this emotional attachment to it. It's just because I don't want to go through it and deal with it. Holy shit, I have so many dresses. I have so many dresses. A lot of them are... And it, it's... This is the thing. It's not like I have some Gucci dress or, you know, Versace or something. They're from, like, fucking Target or Macy's. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like they're that nice. I'm just holding on to them. Mm-hmm. Some of them were from sizes that I will probably never reach again <laughs> um, unless some, like, active starvation goes on. Um, so I went through it, and it felt so good. And it really honestly didn't take me that long. It took me about three hours to really go through it. And that was with Dave. Like I said, you need to, the kids were watching TV slash going to the park. So I needed them kind of out of my hair a little bit. Um, though Bridget did help me some, but I, um, it felt really good. And now I can walk into my closet. I can see the floor of my closet. It doesn't have <laughs> just bags of, and these, I, I had shoes again from, tra- I had a pair of Jessica Simpson heels that were like, uh, <laughs> one, what two they were about <laughs> like four inches and I'm like that was a different life I can like I can wear a wedge maybe for a couple of hours but now I'm fully just like give me flats or like nothing I can't really oh Hillary when I when I moved I don't have to go to balls anymore or go to oh dinners gosh, with bankers yeah. anymore I sold so many of my heels and dresses and stuff on the real real I made a good oh, little yeah. chunk of money yeah, you know, I have a dress that I wore to a like a super fancy wedding, and I'm never going to wear it again. I don't even really like it, but I think it was kind of. I vaguely remember being. I remember charging it to my credit card because I couldn't actually afford it. Right. So I think it was pretty expensive. Uh, I should probably. I should do that, like Poshmark or whatever. It was a great feeling, though, to get rid of that stuff. It's like, I don't need this anymore. I don't want it. I'm never going to want to wear these uncomfortable shoes. I never wanted to wear them, but I had to. I know. And and it was great to just, like, get rid of them. And having a clean closet is such a great feeling. I just do that every once in a while anyway to purge. Because I buy too many. This is, like the low budget version of your, I just buy like t-shirts from target nonstop. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. do I need another gray V-neck? Yeah, probably. No, I have 20. <laughs> no, um, I'm good. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's the thing is I was like, you know, if I really, really want something, because a lot of times what I would do is I would keep it because I thought, Oh, I need this. What if I need, even though I don't wear whatever, like some mm-hmm. t-shirt or whatever, what if I need it in the future? And I'm like, but the thing is like, a lot of it's from Target. It's like not, I mean, I love Target, but it's not great quality. So if I really need it at some point, hopefully I will just buy a better quality one. Yeah. I need to get rid of this. I don't like it. I don't wear it. And that, this is the thing about getting older. I mean, getting older kind of sucks, but you kind of realize like I have a style 
I, yep. It, I don't like veer from it. I'm not, I'm not going to be somebody who's just like, I'm going to wear jeans all the time. I just don't. That's not like my body type. I don't feel comfortable in them. Uh, so I'm going to get rid of all the random jeans from old Navy that I have. There's just yeah, no you have reason to be realistic to about it. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to do, but I think you're right. As you get older, you're like, the, I'm done with tr- like trying like aspirational purchases. Yes. Like yes. I'm not going to be that kind of person who wears like for me, I just don't wear dresses that much. I'm kind of yes. the opposite. Like, yeah, I got them because they're cute. And then I'm like, I never feel like wearing them. So I just yeah. stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt really good. And now I kind of, I'm like eyeing, well, the kids closets get I mean, they have too much shit. Their stuff gets cleaned out kind of regularly just because, you know, they grow so much that mm-hmm. I they just don't need certain clothes after a while. But I am eyeing different parts of my house that are just, you know, you just shove shit. I don't want to deal with it. So, again, like I'm not hoarding, hoarding in a way that's like I need this. I have to hold on to it. It's all just like I don't really know what to do with this. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. put it somewhere. A sure. lot of like kids artwork. Where I feel sort of rude just throwing it away because most right. of it's kind of shitty. Um, so, I, but there's some that are good. I just sometimes I'm like I can't decide right now. You can't so I just, keep like, it keep all. It. No, you, know, my you God. can't keep it all. Your house would be no. full of it. I think what my mom did was like keep a few that she really liked or that were especially meaningful or whatever, and she put them in a filing cabinet, which is kind of no, unceremonious, but it kept no, them safe. It's good. It's and good. Then it's you good. don't have to have them out, you know, know. in your house making like, clutter. Oh, so much clutter. I really like I. I'm not that motivated. Oh, not motivated. I again, I'm sort of lazy, so I don't do it. But ideally, I would have like kind of live a minimalist lifestyle because it feels so much better to me when yeah. things are just clean and not minimalist, like where I want like cinder block and you know no no like warm touches, but just more like I just don't need so much shit. I don't yeah. need crap. Anyway, that was that was my big event of the weekend. <laughs> now you got the bug. I know. I'm like, what, yeah. what are we gonna do next? And also, now you have room to buy new stuff. <laughs> I know Dave was like, the whole point is to not buy stuff. And I'm like, but I mean, but now I feel like we can afford some nicer stuff. And he's like, no, no, that's not, that's not uh, what this is for. Hold your horses. I know, please. <laughs> anyway. Well, b- before we get into the show discussion, let's go to a few throw your yes. phones. Um, the topic of the post office was surprisingly long-lasting uh from gene we got to throw your phone that says the post office troubles are caused by congress it's complicated i think gene is reacting to mike's Mike's. plan to fix the post office by charging what it costs i believe yes was the totality of what he said (laughs) now oh and i think colian posted a, a like an article a good article that talked about all the problems that the post office has when uh trying to to I guess be solvent. Um, so thank you, Jean. I do want to say though, if you are putting the responsibility on me to refute every cockamamie idea Mike <laughs> comes up with, yeah, no. I think that's unfair. Yeah, I would agree. I did not come prepared with facts and figures. <laughs> it was not my idea to talk about that. He just brought it up. So. <laughs> We can only try to rein him in. Exactly. I mean, if you guys knew the ideas that he comes up with that don't make it on the show. <laughs> um, but thank you. Thank you, Gene. Obviously, the post office is much more complicated. It's than a little we it's a about. little bit Trumpian where he's like, nobody knew this was so hard. And like, well, yeah, everyone knew. Yeah. You're just yes. an idiot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just as simple as charge what it costs. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, we got to throw your phone from Ross, who says, hugging my phone over Hannah Brooks Olson saying, throw your phone. <laughs> Loving the Monday shows recently. Are Thanks, you a Ross. listener, HBO? <laughs> Welcome. We think you're pretty good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> we don't love cleaning as much as you do, no. but we love that you love it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we got to throw your phone from Stephanie, who says, hello, LRB. Hello, Stephanie. She says, I'd like to suggest a new segment for the recap shows inspired by animal ethicist Peter Singer's book, Animal Liberation. You should discuss, quote, Luke's liberation, unquote. It can include false claims of vegetarianism and the need to make space in your heart for condors and turtles. <laughs> Bonus, if he ever does go to an off-leash park, spinoff segment, Rudy's liberation. <laughs> oh, condors and turtles mm -hmm. <laughs> that was funny stephanie thank you and uh just one vent from jolene she needed to get this off her chest i can't handle the thank you baby song anymore it's perfectly fine song i guess but i am so sick of hearing it every day just needed to vent i understand jolene i don't have a problem with the thank you baby song because i find it to be completely innocuous but would we rather have variation in songs where we then have to listen Discuss. to them talking about them mm, yeah. or just pick one thing that we can go with. Yeah. 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 It's a gamble because when they were doing a different song every day, it was like a huge part of the show, a huge boring mm -hmm. part of the show, I think. <laughs> and sometimes they came up with like funny, interesting, quirky songs. And I was like sad when they moved on to something else. And sometimes I was like, Ooh, see ya. Yeah, like the, the cologne kiosk in the airport music that they yes. had for such a long time. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with that being gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you, Jolene. It's, I mean, let's see. When is the next TBTL-a-thon? It's when they're, they're going to this special secret place that we don't know about mm, that's definitely. possibly a different continent. Was that like May? June? Maybe they said. When did they so. do hitchhiking? It was in the summer. I mean, it was hot out. It was, but I think they said they were going to do it maybe a little early this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. But the point is only a couple of more months yeah. of thank you, baby, at the most, Jolene. So hang on. You can make it. <laughs> and with that, let's move into some hot topics. Hot topics. <laughs> I know now we're the view. Am I, I, the, I, oh. I, I'll be Megan McCain. Just kidding. I hate Megan McCain. She's <laughs> <Gross>. like Stone. <laughs> My father. I'll be whoopee. My father. My father. Oh, really? Right, right, right. Oh, who's her father? I've never... <laughs> huh. It's weird. She never mentions them. Mm -mm. Let's start with uh, the Self-Actualization Chronicles, a.k.a. I Was an Asshole. And what we put into this slot was Luke's hotel room debacle? Yeah. Travail? Disaster? For this week? Um, he's been very clear that he needs to have the best hotel room always you know if he gets into the room and he's like hmm, i think somebody somewhere may have a better hotel room than me he has no qualms about asking to be moved mm -mm. um to go somewhere nicer maybe to get an upgrade any of that which is why i think it's a total mystery to all of us that he ended up in the Parker Hotel, where he stayed many times, he says. And he's liked in, it previously, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I thought the Parker was supposed to be a classy hotel. Wasn't it used to be like the Parker Meridian, or is yeah. that something different? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But he ended up in a hotel room that just sounded like 
the pits. It's like my personal nightmare hotel room. Like, it sounds awful. Like, the heat didn't work in that it was on all the time. He said that he came in and originally and the window was opened and he soon found out that that was maintenance's solution (laughs) for keeping the heat under control and he eventually found out from the front desk that the the way that he should control the heat was to not turn the heat on that's Hmm. what he said he said he had the heat on all night and he set it to 42 i didn't know you could set the heat to 42 in order to try to cool the room down but the idea that you would turn the heat on to cool the room down is really the logic of that is escaping me well clearly because the heat wasn't working like if it was working that would have been fine but it wasn't so just turn it off i guess right it's very odd strange and it was next to the elevator right and of so he's like oh that'll probably be be fine I mean, even though i think he has tried to get away from the elevator before but he said he could immediately hear the elevator loud and clear and yet he didn't try to switch rooms because of the view what well who cares I mean, we know that Luke loves a good stare yeah. and sure. he loves his view, but this seems a little bit much to me. And uh, like, I imagine because he's so busy, you know, doing other things, going, getting his ID taken a thousand times that I think it's, he's probably not in the room a ton. And when right. he's in the room, he's probably watching like forensic files or whatever he's evolved on. In his next. underwear. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so weird to me. I hate hot hotel rooms it grosses me out and i almost always when i go into a hotel room turn the air conditioning on i am my mother's daughter in that way i want it to be like very cold in a room because i'd rather be cold and then bundled up than be hot and like you know having to deal with that i again i'm sort of a scaredy cat about stuff about asking for changes but i would have changed rooms that's insane i don't know if it this is the thing that i was thinking about though my friends that have lived in new york um the one thing you know Luke was talking about New York is just a hard city to kind of exist in. And it is really tough. It's just a big city. And the thing that I always thought was so weird is, especially if you live in like a big high rise or I don't know, just an apartment complex, you don't have control over the thermostat, which I always Mm -mm. think is so it's, you know, it's just the super or whatever turns it on or turns it off. And so in the wintertime, people would be like sweating in their apartments because the heat's on so high. Well, they have just, radiant heat a lot of the time. Yes, yeah. So not only is it very hard to control, it's hard to change. Like even if they do turn it down, it takes forever and it's loud. Yeah. yeah I don't know. This is a, seems like a strange priority thing to me. Like the view is more important to him than his comfort. Like if, it, if that was me, I mean, I guess it's fine if that's what he wants to do. But like if sure. that was me and I was there for work like that, I would want to make sure that I was well rested and comfortable because I was doing important work. Yeah. You know, right. like I would just yeah, want to make right. sure like everything was okay and I got a good night's sleep so I could think clearly. And I guess he just wanted to look at Central Park more than that. Sure. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> and wasn't it super rainy? Like, what are you looking at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. And weather. it's not nice out. Like nothing is green. It's just a dirty bunch of yuck right now on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We kind of probably should have put this in entitled etiquette, but... I don't know. It, it goes with the hotel experience yeah. for him. And that was his his $20 glass of milk. <laughs> In that he postmated. What was he postmating? Cookies? Donuts. 
donuts. That's right. As a reward for writing all of his CBS commentaries, five commentaries. That's a lot yeah. in one night. I'm yeah. impressed with that. So he was going to postmate himself those donuts as a reward, but you can't have donuts without milk. Those two Can't things don't necessarily weird. go together with me. I mean, I, they're fine together, but I don't. Right. It's not like cookies and milk. It's donuts and yeah. milk. <laughs> well, he wanted his big, tall, frosty glass of milk. Yes. So he called down to room service and said, hey, can you bring me up a tall, frosty glass of milk? And they said, sure. And then he found out that later after it came that it was $20. And he was like, well, why didn't anybody tell me? Because it's room I, service he, and everyone knows it's going to be $20. That's yeah. why. It's an off-menu yeah. room service item. Yeah. Of course it's going to cost an arm and a leg. I feel like this is a mistake you make once in your hotel yes. staying yeah. career. And then yes, you're like, whoops, sure. we'll never do that again. And and then the entitled etiquette part of it comes into where he felt that he should not have to pay this instead of saying, well, it's my mistake. And yeah, it's a $20 glass of milk. That's outrageous. But $20, I mean, it's not that's a make relatively or break cheap yeah, mistake. But he had to go down and engage with the hotel staff and say, you know, lead them along to taking it off his his bill, whether it actually gets taken off his bill or not. I really liked that. That Andrew was like, so did it, have you checked out? Did it get taken off your bill? And Luke's like, um, no. Like he, he hadn't thought about whether this was actually going to happen or whether it was just the desk clerk trying to appease an angry customer. And isn't, isn't CBS paying for this anyway? That's what I was thinking. Who cares? I mean, maybe he has a per diem and that puts him over and then he has to pay whatever's left. Like that's how it works when I travel for work. I get $75 a day and that doesn't go very far in New York. So I usually end up, we'll pay, you know, wherever, depending on where I am, paying for at least one of my meals every day. But I, I think this was just, um, ended up being about the principle of the yeah. thing. Yeah. Sure. I, I see that every once in a while in customer service mm-hmm. where it doesn't really matter. They just want their grievance addressed. And sure. Luke felt that sure. he needed to have this taken care of. I mean, it wasn't a great hotel experience, but, but there were no. some other things he could have done to make that better. Yeah. Other than just getting milk comped. <laughs> Stay in the nasty, nasty yeah, room. Nasty hot room. I got free milk. I got my, my 14 cents of milk for free. <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else that we need? We'll have more about this hotel experience in the next topic, I think. Uh, yes, for sure. And the next topic is Vanity, Thy Name is Burbank. Um, <laughs> so as promised last week, Luke interviewed Kathy Griffin in her house in um, Los Angeles. I think it's in Bel Air. He did still have zits, but it seems that somebody on her team or like offered to put some makeup on him. It seems so Weird to me that this was the first time that that had really happened. Like he had, yeah. he was he was saying he doesn't really wear makeup, and I thought, not that he get a traveling makeup person, but I would think he would be better at knowing how to put makeup on since he's kind of semi semi regularly on TV. Um, I just would think that it would be something. He's so into his hair that I would think he would want to take the shine off and you know know that. It, like it's not gay if you put makeup on. No, it's, you know, just put on a little powder. Like especially, powder. you remember when he was in like um, Puerto Rico, and yes. he was he was had, having to be on camera, and it was kind of rainy. Like that's a makeup disaster and a hair sure. disaster if your head is full of topic. Um, <laughs> so you'd think that like, yeah, he would know he would need to know how to do touch ups on the fly at least. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, I don't know, pretty inexpensive and it's, yeah, I, I find a big it difference. strange. When you're on HD television, yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you need to know how to do it well and you need to know how to do it like where it's not, doesn't look like patchy or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? So like I'm glad that look... she at least had a professional Oh yeah, she, Makeup she artist. for sure does. Um, yeah. The thing that I, Dave and I were talking about this and a, a long time ago when Dave, again, Dave really must have wanted to have sex with me because he watched a lot of really crappy TV <laughs> shows with me. But I was like, <laughs> um, let's watch Kathy Griffin's show on Bravo. <laughs> but we both really liked it. Like we both thought it was really funny. And I said this in the chat, but when she was less famous and people would call her Kathy, Kathy Griffith or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it was just people didn't really know who she was. She was a lot funnier and, and a little bit um, more pointed about not just politics, but uh, it was, you know, about uh, celebrities and people. And she would, you know, say who was like kind of a jerk to her and whatever. I thought it was really funny, but uh, in the show, she really showed that she was a hustler. Like she she really like she would take any gig. She always flew Southwest uh, or, you know, like scrimped and saved her money. And so when Luke said she paid for this house in cash, like $10 million, I fully believed it because mm. that was that sort of her ethos. It is a little bit like Joan Rivers where, you know, like or not like her, they're really hard worker. Like yeah. Joan Rivers was a really hard worker. And so is Kathy Griffin. I mean, I think that I don't love her as much as I used to, but I think that she she really puts and she like doesn't drink she's always been so she just never drank so uh she I think she's just as a hard worker and has saved all of her pennies and now she has and she's really good friends with Susie Orman so I think that's like a thing um and so she's always just been like women need to talk about like how you know we're not shown how to save and how to invest and you know do all this stuff so it's that's like really really important to her anyway sidetrack about Kathy Griffin but I did I was really stressed out when you know all of a sudden she's like I'm not talking about the Trump thing and it's like yeah that's what we were gonna talk about that's what everyone wants to hear about um okay but this is why I I sometimes wish that Luke and Andrew had more guests on this show because I think that he's a good interviewer because he knows how to like think on the fly. Like, okay, well, okay. What's the next thing I'm going to ask her about? I'll ask her about her dogs, you know, and he doesn't know that much about her, but like that is totally a way to get into her heart is to talk about dogs. And then everybody with pets loves it when other people love their pets. Like that is an absolutely great way to get in good with somebody. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You're like, Oh, you like my dog. And he was genuine. I mean, he really did. I'm not trying to say he was pretending. I think he really, no, for sure. I mean, listen, he's like the animal whisperer now or whatever. But I, that's why I think that he's, you know, I don't think they need to reach, for Tom Cruise or something or Julia Roberts, but it, it, I don't know. I think he's good at what he does uh, and he's practiced it a lot. So mm-hmm. that's, I always think that. Um, so uh, again, like continuing in the LA uh, vanity um, little trail. So he went to this place called Dantana, which is like, I don't know. It kind of annoyed me because he was kind of like, Oh, look, it's this little, like Italian place. Cantana is like the Ivy. Like it's like a place where celebrities go to be seen. Like it's not some like little hole in the wall. I mean, I guess it's sort of a hole in the wall, but it's very famous. It's a hole in a wall where people go to be seen. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, and I think George Clooney goes there all the time. So it was not, it's not some sort of secret that he went anyway, but he saw Steve from stranger things. there, (laughs) Um, And he, (laughs) I don't watch stranger things. That's like, 
I, I just haven't. Um, and but I recognized the guy, and he took a picture of him, and it is. It is shocking because Luke is so sensitive about these things. I guess Luke just doesn't think of him as being super duper famous, but he is clearly pissed that Luke is taking this picture or like he just caught him at the wrong moment because it is an awful picture. But then I guess Luke sent it to um, to his niece, Maddie, who runs a fairly popular Instagram about Stranger Things, and she posted it and I think it got a lot of love. It is called uh, Dustin's Pudding Cups, and it now has 1,477 followers. Listen. Pretty teens, good. Teens know how to do social media. They know how to do Instagram. I think I have, like, 300 followers or something. And I've been on it for a while. But I'm also, like, a 40-year-old. Like, get off. You know, calm down. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. I, I thought it was so weird that he actually – I mean, maybe it was just because it was for his niece, but I thought it was weird that he uh, – he would do that for her because he's when so Steve does look pissed in this picture. Yes, he's like, are he you kidding yeah. me right now? <laughs> well, and this is a pattern of Luke, right? He pretends to be a little bit too cool for school as far as celebrities go. But there are stories of this where then he like tries to take their picture on the sly mm-hmm. or who is that football player? I don't know that he approached like a baggage oh, claim right. at yes. the airport. Yeah. Who was like, no, no picture <laughs> or... Uh, Robinson Cano, he ran into in that bar oh, yeah. in Chicago or something. And he's like, hey, can I get a picture? You know, because my buddies would think it was so funny. Not that I want it because I Right, right. I don't. So now he's he's characterizing this as, you know, didn't I make my niece's year? I mean, maybe he did, but he had all this embarrassment about being caught taking the picture until it got posted and got a bunch of Instagram <laughs> likes yep. from 13-year-old girls. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm a pretty cool uncle. I did it. Yeah, no, now he thinks he's a badass. Oh, wait, speaking of Instagram, just side note, I keep – I have been following <laughs> their, Luke and Andrew's, like, the one person that – well, not the one person, but one of the people that picked them up on their hitchhiking thing the like teenager that oh, did yeah, I, I, I forgot about her i still feel weird but i like can't unfollow her because she's like into the school year now i know i feel like i have feelings about like where's she gonna go to college you know did she You're get invested grades? in her life now i know but every time it comes up i'm like this is uh, why am i following a random hey i'm just from, like, glad Indiana. i'm glad she hasn't gotten murdered by a hitchhiker yet. <laughs> it's true it's true didn't she doesn't she want to be like an influencer i think mm-hmm. so i mean i don't think it's offensive and you know i'm a lady so it's not like i'm yeah you're not right. creeping on her you just no. i'm just like well i'm more just like i i'm a creepy old lady and then i'm like what are the teens doing now like <laughs> is, what's cool hello fellow kids <laughs> i can hang i can totally hang I, can to- I know what you're talking about cool that man. slaps <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Fire tweet. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, uh, then okay, so the last sort of little bit of vanity is jumping over all the way across our great nation. Luke is in New York, as we spoke about, and he has he has this ID debacle with his CBS <laughs> ID. That is well. What's what is funny? I will say it is a terrible picture it It really is a bad picture i it's not good he does look like a terrorist it might be a mugshot yeah he looks like a guy from florida who got (laughs) he's florida man (laughs) while driving a tractor down the side of the highway that's what he looks like it is really bad it is and, and i so i used to have a really good id picture like my 
my Texas driver's license. It was so good. And then I lost my ID. I, I lost my wallet and it was depressing. And I lost my ID and I had to go get a new picture. My new picture is not as good. It's fine, but it's not, I was very disappointed in it. But I just don't care that much. Like, I, I do care. I guess you see it a lot, but it's like, what are, what are you going to do? It's not like your actual self. But I do understand wanting your, like, license to look good because it is something that you see every day and, you know, you kind of, you know, well, I don't know, want to present the best version of yourself. How many times is he going to use his CBS ID? Who cares? Like, that, it seems right. like it was... But, of course, I mean, Andrew's kind of like, well, you know, who cares? Of course he got it retaken. And did y'all see the picture, the the retake? No. no. It's at there. Is it on Twitter? I believe so. Yes, it's on Twitter. You know, it's a better picture, but he looks insane in it. Like It's he just looks... a bad photographer, bad lighting probably, yes. right? Like Because yes. it, it, it's an ID photo and who cares? Who cares? Like my, my Costco photo is awful, but, you know, I don't look at it that often. So, yeah, it's... it's um. Shoot, I don't know. Oh yeah, that's better. It's better, but he look he's like too, like happy or something. I don't know. I don't know what the there's something off. <laughs> he's trying too hard to like smile. Like hey! oh, that's a creepy smile. <laughs> he's like hey. <laughs> that's your mom's boyfriend asking you if it's okay if he becomes your stepdad. Yeah, <laughs> your mother and I love each other. Before and after the FBI raid. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way about my ID that I don't care that much. I think not my current passport, but the passport before I went and I got it taken at the photo place of the DMV and she takes the picture and she looks at it and she's like, would you like to try that one? (laughs) And I said, nah. And she says, are you sure? sure? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. I I don't want to do this. I want to get out of here. Yeah. And I should have I should have <laughs> taken her suggestion. I wish the lady who did my passport photo was as nice. It was it is literally the worst ID picture I've ever had in my life, and it makes me sad to look at it, although it's my passport and I don't have to use it that often. So I don't really yeah. care. But like it was done at CVS with just a d- digital camera. These are not like, you know, high-tech uh, procedures so she could have been like can you look at this and let me know if that's okay if she didn't she was just like here it is there you go <laughs> you're done and now you're stuck with this for 10 years <laughs> sucks <laughs> yeah my my um passport is i don't think they do this as much anymore but in 2010 when i got mine you had to do it where you had a neutral expression so you know, yes that's, that's not, part of why mine looks crazy I just look like a little like confused <laughs> like I don't know what to do I, I need to smile in a picture I can't have a neutral neutral just looks like I'm mad like that it just d- diverts to mad slash like confused my driver's license my first driver's license was adorable I was 16 years old and I just had like rosy cheeks and just the tiniest little smile and it was so cute and I still have it somewhere I don't know where it is but if I find it I'll I'll I'll, I'll put it on our our Facebook page and I'll, it'll never be that good so I'm just like whatever you know whatever comes <laughs> after that's that. never gonna be that good sure mm-hmm. um so I mean it a lot of time spent on that um and then this is like a source of debate, I think, of like what is really the truth because I kind of didn't understand it, and I think Anne uh, rightfully called bullshit on it. So I did. Um, in the hotel room, I guess there was not an iron. Um, so because Luke needed to iron his shirt, but the timeline was really weird because he just decided, okay, I, but it's fine. They didn't bring the iron, and that was all about 
how much the hotel kind of sucked, which, you know, does sound like it kind of sucked. But uh, but then he said, oh, I'm just going to, like, put my jacket on, just hope nobody sees it. But then he talks about how he's waiting for the lift to come pick him up. And, you know, all these lifts keep dropping him and not picking him up. And he can't get a taxi. But he's nervous. He doesn't want to walk because it's sort of rainy and he's, he's going to ruin his iron shirt. And it's like, wait, both of these can- things cannot be true. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So... What is the truth? The truth is out there. Was the shirt wrinkled or was the shirt not wrinkled? Did you have an iron? I don't understand. Um, but yeah, he is, again, for somebody who is, that's why I'm so surprised that he doesn't know how to do any makeup because he is very um, fastidious in, in a way that mm-hmm. is, I think you have to be. It's not like I think that he's, I mean, his hair stuff is insane, but like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> ironing your shirt or whatever, like wanting to look like presentable is normal. Yeah. He's on television. He's going to, you know, one of the biggest broadcast uh, companies in the world. I get it. But well, that's normal uh, when you're just going to work. You shouldn't go yes. all rumpled. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that it is, it is odd. And I think he really gets out of sorts when he's traveling that's why he doesn't love it i mean it sort of sounds fun to me it's like oh, all these adventures but i probably think after a while you're just like exhausted you want your normal shit to be there and every day you're kind of in a new uh zone of where's the iron you know Ugh. what shampoo do you have and you know la, la, la. that's exhausting i don't like that yeah. well i think what he's accomplished with all this talk about hair and zits is that anytime he's on tv the tens just scrutinized his appearance. <laughs> yeah. Yep, like there was a, a still of of um, him interviewing Kathy Griffin that was showed up, I think, on the Stens page this week. That's him from the back, mm-hmm. and so I was looking at his hair, and I was like, "Man, that topic is really doing the job. His <laughs> hair looks great. It does." But then there was a picture of him from the front, and of course, it's a stupid, like poor quality picture. But I'm like, "Oh, okay. I, I think I see what he's talking about with the breakout." Between his eyebrows. Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. would want to cover that. Yeah, up, he pointed probably. it out for us. <laughs> yep. I there's no way I would have noticed it no. if I hadn't been no looking way. for it. No way. He needs to Absolutely. get on some retinol. That's my yeah. that's my unsolicited advice. Go to your dermatologist. And it's good for wrinkles. Yeah, that's the only thing. I mean, I still have six sixteen year old acne, um, so but actually I don't because of my retinol. It's hey, amazing. Hey. Yeah. Anyway, that that wraps up. I'm sure there are other little pieces of uh, vanity, but that sort of wraps up vanity corner. This really was the main topic. For it the was, week. Yes. yeah, 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 for sure. It was kind of a rambly week, but we've we've got a few themes, and the next one is technology on technology. <laughs> um, this was kind of the 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 segment that they teased about the Volvos um, for several days, and finally got to I think on Friday about how Volvo is going to put cameras pointing at the driver and will. Uh, intervene if if the if they think that you are not paying enough attention or if you're distracted for a long time or you're incapacitated in in some way and volvo's always been like safety first right so that's Mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise me that volvo is doing this although i don't know how many people would sign up for this i thought like if you're a parent and you're buying a car for a teenager that would be awesome although who's buying a vault not too many people are buying new volvos for their teenagers i think volvos are really nice looking they are fucking expensive when yep. i looked when we were buying a new car i was like i'm sorry what a i volvo? test drove one when i was shopping for my subaru and they had this camera that 
went above the car and you could see a 360 view around your car for parking and it was incredible Dang. it was yeah. a, it was really great but it also cost i don't know twice as much as my car yeah. it's like no yeah, never it's mind crazy. No, it's I good. Yeah. Yeah. my parents got a volvo station wagon for when i was a teenager and this is a little bit wild because we were living in switzerland and we were about to move back to minnesota and so they bought a volvo to have in minnesota mm-hmm. but the deal was if my dad went to Sweden and drove the car, they would then ship it for free right. oh. to America. Oh, wow. So he did that, and they got this Volvo, and it was expensive, but my mom drove it until it had 300,000 miles on it. <laughs> yeah. so, we had Volvos you know, when I was growing up, but we were not. We didn't have any money. It was They were like old, used ones, but they still were super safe. Yeah. So... That's- I, 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 I did the, the new same. ones are super nice. Yeah, they like, are. I was intrigued yeah. by that trip thing because I think when I was looking for cars, they were like, you can pick one out and go there and you can, you know, we'll fly you overseas and you can drive it around there and then we'll ship it back. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please. Thank you. <laughs> Although I'm glad I didn't do that. I mean, they're great cars, but they're not very, they're not super reliable in the long run anymore. They used to be, but I guess their track record isn't as great. So maybe this is something they're trying to do to pull people in. Um, I wanted to talk about this as far as the big brother technology, the uh, self-driving features of it. My Subaru, so I have an Outback and it's got a couple of things that are, it's certainly not a self-driving car, like a, like even like what Tesla does, but it has um, lane detection. So it's got a camera um, above the rear view mirror and it looks at the lines in the road and it beeps at me and it auto corrects my steering if I, if I veer out of the lines a little bit. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's you can turn it off if you don't like it, but I keep it on. Although in Detroit, it's tough because the lines aren't always there, or they stop randomly, or you know, the it doesn't jerk me around when that happens. But I get a lot of beeping reminders of like you're not in the lane anymore, and I'm like, well, the lane just isn't there anymore. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it does it it does really great cruise control where it knows where the car in front of me is, and it will adapt. Um, my position to theirs, like if they're going 60 and I want to go 65, it won't go faster than the car in front of me so that I don't run into them. Um, so I really appreciate that. And the other thing, which is really great when you're in a drive through, it will beep at you when the car in front of you moves. Oh, whoa. So you can just like dink in in some ways, this kind of encourages lazy driving because I can just (laughs) dink around on my phone until my car says, Hey, the person in front of you at Starbucks has, has, has moved. So wake up. Keep on going. Yeah. You know, it, that stuff is really, really cool. I think the only problem is, is I am, you know, I, my car is a 2015. It's a nice car. It's a minivan, but I have the backup camera. That's the only like mm-hmm. special touch to it. I am not good at backing up now without a backup camera. I'm like, oh, me oh, neither. how do I do this? Um, I'm really good at it. I'm like very good at it with a camera. I'm like, watch me whip into this parking space. I know how far to go back. But yeah, it does sort of. Uh, delay or not delay, but it just, uh, it makes you rely on yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have those skills because you don't have to use them. Yep. So exactly. every time I'm in a car that doesn't have a backup camera, I'm like, oh, there's probably 20 children behind my car. <laughs> I guess <laughs> no, I'll never know. Exactly. <laughs> I do worry about that when, when we finally start to really make the transition to self-driving cars and it's kind of split. Right. Then if, if you are forced to go for whatever reason from a self-driving car to one that you have to actually drive and I'd be like, wait, how does this work again? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. To have all sorts of people on the road that have half forgotten how to drive. Yep. 
Yeah, that's I have friends, terrifying. My, my, my friends that live in New York. I have friends that live in New York, guys. Just FYI. Wow. I've never lived there. I know. It's really fancy. But they don't know how to drive when they come home. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they do, but they're like, how do I do this again? Because it just is, you don't ever do it. Yeah. It's a whole mm-hmm. different. Yeah. There's no no place like New York. I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. You, you, you yep. gain different skills and lose the, some of the others. Yeah. Exactly. Um, on the subject of cars, there's kind of a, a, a weird, frustrating uh, 15 minutes or so where they're talking about how much Andrew loves a boxy car. Uh, we got a throw your phone from listener Justina who says, it's like the Equinox thing all over again. Andrew is talking about a Nissan Cube without knowing what it's called. And Luke talks about driving around in a Cube. So close. So very <laughs> close. <laughs> so Andrew, I mean, admittedly, he's saying, I don't know what cars are called and it doesn't matter to me. So it, it's, it was just funny that they were trying to come up with the name Cube and said Cube several times. <laughs> Didn't quite get there. I, I never understood why Andrew is so attached to a boxy car. Because he said that on a number of occasions, and I just, they don't, you know, my personal preferences, I don't, I don't think the aesthetic is really great on them. But I understood it for the first time when he was talking about how he has face blindness and car blindness, mm-hmm. and how most cars look alike to him. And I was like, oh, okay, so at least if it's a square car, yeah. he can recognize that that's something different. And yes. that's why he likes it better. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It does. It does. That's exactly it. Because he's like, oh, it stands out. I know what this is. Yeah, it's like when you get a car, you start thinking about buying one, you start seeing them everywhere. Yep. They must just stick out in his head like that. Some cars you don't see anymore, though. Like the PT Cruiser. Did oh they my stop gosh. making that? I think so. I see I them every so. once in a while, and it always gives me a good laugh <laughs> that anyone ever <laughs> bought those. <laughs> I had like three friends that got them basically for the, I don't know, aesthetic, funky vibe. Oof. You know, I'm not a sheep like all the rest of you people and they got rid of them really quickly yeah let's move on to another segment that i just called tbtl friendos maybe we'll come oh, like up with that. a better name for that later but we would not want to miss saying that hannah bricks olsen was a guest on a monday show because i guess luke was probably in transit or getting ready to interview kathy griffin or you know takes a lot of time to get that topic in there <laughs> just does. right. And to get through so, her security, probably. Yes. Right. Uh, so Hannah was on the show. She was delightful, as she always is. Brought that shot of female energy Yay. that I, mm-hmm. I think is always so welcome. Um, they didn't talk too much about cleaning. I think they made a real effort to resist turning it into another episode of Spotless <laughs> um, because they want to talk about cleaning they can actually do spotless um but they talked about that a little bit and really not a whole lot of huge topics on the show other than some chat and we don't need to cover the overdubs of bad language in movies uh andrew really 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 likes that and they've done it before so we don't need to talk about it uh we got a a a few throw your phones on this show that I was <laughs> thrilled by. Yep. Uh, let's see. From Sadie, Spotless is the first TBTL spinoff. Come on, in Joe Blue voice. <laughs> P.S. To be clear, I love Hannah Brooks Olsen, but Luke and Andrew's aggressive ignoring of LRB mm. is the worst. Sing it, sister. Yes. <laughs> Kalina says, quote, the only real TVTL <laughs> spinoff podcast. 
And she says, well, now, I'm never listening to Spotless on principle. Aww. Viva la LRB. We love <laughs> and you, from Anne. The trilogy, I am offended by the lack of LRB awareness displayed on TBTL this week. And I'm not even done with Tuesday's <laughs> show. <laughs> Uh, well, we can't just be begging for daddy and daddy's love all the no. time. <laughs> I've given up. I, I, I don't think we're ever going to get it. That's okay with me. We are the redheaded stepchild yep. to us uh, yes. <laughs> in their eyes. It's okay. It's all right. And and Jack Taylor put a wonderful post up on the Stens page mm-hmm. with the same sentiment. There was a little bit of discussion about whether we, in fact, are a spinoff. I guess it depends how you... Uh, define spinoff but if you're going by the definition that jack used which is that there was a character who was introduced on the original <laughs> show and then became a main character on another show that works for mike, mike yep. Frizzell, yeah yep yeah christy's christy was on yeah yep. for sure so so i'll uh i'll take it yeah. we, yes. are, we are a spinoff yep but you know like many spinoffs we just I was going to say be- became better than the original, but <laughs> A, that's not true, and B, that is ridiculous. It's a matter say. of taste, I suppose. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. So I love that people yeah. are uh, up in arms on our behalf. Yes. That's Thanks that's for funny. your support, I think, the, I think Sadie's came in even before I listened to the episode, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to like get offended for myself because it was already out there. It probably saved me a little bit of, hey, yes. indignation. yes. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. We had we had our defenders, and it felt good. Yep, and I think that's really all we need to talk about as far as Hannah's visit. Yeah, she was great. The the one thing that made me laugh was Andrew said, "Wow, you really did look like Lindsay Lohan there." And I seen a picture <laughs> of her. And I never thought about that, but there are she does have a resemblance to her. I mean, she does. Yeah, she is a. I think she's very, 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 very tiny. Like I, I get mm-hmm. the. I think she's like four eleven or five feet at most. But her face does have a resemblance to Lindsay Lohan in the best way, like not in right. a not in a not in a scary know, puffed not, up way. Yes, not in <laughs> yeah. A before way. the drinking and the drugs and yes. the hard partying. Yes, she's a good Twitter follow because she pulls no punches, and I kind of love it. Like, and it actually opens me up to like new ideas, especially about poverty and homeless and. Uh, well, Seattle as a whole, but she talks a little bit more generally. And I... Oh, I, I thought you met Lindsay Lohan. I was like, what? Oh, what? <laughs> How? I mean, she's also a good... Like, uh, she talks no, about kidding. poverty? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hannah is a good... She's a good Twitter follow. I, I learn a lot from her. And that's saying something because I don't... Twitter's, you know, kind of a cesspool, but she actually brings a lot of stuff to it. So does Lindsay Lohan, but, you know, that's a different sure. story. In a different way. Yes. Yes. And a friend of that did make an appearance, but like kind of we're slotting him into another little area was Stu made an appearance on uh, TBTL this week, but in the most bizarre way, <laughs> would y'all agree? I thought it was, yep, it was, it was strange. an odd, it was an odd show. So uh, this was the Wednesday show, I believe. And it, um, we're kind of t- titling this section as sport ball escaped. And they, um, the, the guys decided to have, middle of the night show i mean i guess for luke it was um 6 a.m so wasn't like i mean it was super dark out i think but it wasn't crazy early but it was 3 a.m i and andrew's schedule before and after i just it was odd it was very strange anyway they decided to watch the mariners in japan um i don't know and i guess mike should 
beyond this. I didn't know if it was still spring training or because I don't think no, that. I, oh, I think it was the season opener. Oh, okay. In Japan. Okay. So I guess they were doing it for Ichiro because he's going to retire and it was sort of like a homecoming for him. And, it, you know, seems very sweet. This is the thing about them talking about sports. And I've ranted about this before. And Stu being on the show was delightful, mm-hmm. though he was very confused as to what they were doing. <laughs> Didn't really get it. I think it was four o'clock. He's in Arizona. It was odd. But, um, and you said this, they're never talking about the sport. They're, I mean, sometimes they'll say like what action is going on, but they're just sort of talking around it. And it's, they're not really good at talking about sports. And I know that they love sports, but they're not good about talking about it. They don't know how to talk about it in a succinct way uh, that makes it interesting to anybody else except them and their like text chain. Um so I, 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 it was just a weird show and I know other people probably felt differently. In fact, Michelle, um, wrote in and she said that, um, hug my phone episode 2861, Luke and Andrew at zero dark 30 are the best. I haven't laughed this much during TVTL in ages between Stupot's explanation of the Dilf shirt, which actually is fantastic, <laughs> <That's really good. laughs> dedicated, intelligent, loving father. <laughs> Uh, Luke's goat yoga feature, Andrew's comment about squirting out a three-hour show. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. And caller Ann's barf bag advice. OMG, best show in ages. Now, I do agree. There is something that's sort of nice about it being different. Like, oh, yeah, it's you a know, change it's of pace. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's kind of like when they have a guest on. It's just different. I was like, what is happening? What are they talking about? I mean, they were all delirious, all of them, yeah, in different ways. Yeah. And nobody kind of knew what was going on. The The Dilf shirt was hysterical. I mean, that, like, did make me laugh out loud. Squirting out a three-hour show is not something I ever oh, need to hear that again. That made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> um, and then uh, Caller Ann's bar fag advice. I don't know. I, I, I thought that was... That's rude. I, think that's I didn't rude. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, should, but, we should explain briefly for anybody that has not listened that her strategy... For keeping the seat next to her empty on a, I guess it's a, it's a, on a, whatever airline that is. Yeah. yeah. For first come first serve seating is that she immediately gets out a barf bag and then kind of pretends like she's sick and maybe about to heave. And that discourages other people from taking that, the available seat. Yeah. That's. I mean, travel hack or just I gross. don't I mean, like rude. it. I mean, sometimes on those flights, they're often very full. And so some poor person is going to have no choice. Yeah. But exactly. to sit next to somebody to they there. think is very sick. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah, I don't love that. And I mean, does she continue the charade <laughs> if somebody sits next to her or is she's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm fine now. Fuck it. Just put the barf bag away. Oh, she like slumps her shoulders like the act and it works. So there you go. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, one thing I want to say about Stu calling in is this is very much like a perfect encapsulation of a Minnesotan attitude, <laughs> like him making a joke about getting on the phone with them in, in the morning and, and then being like, oh, yeah, you you should do that. And not actually, you know, telling him that this is a real plan or what they're going to talk about. And so he just he was like, you want me to call at four in the morning? All right. He wasn't I'll watching the game. Just, he had just woke up. I know. Just just being too nice and too polite and be like, well, I guess if they want me to call in, I'll call in. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just like sit with it sure why not 
And he's on like vacation. Like he's on spring break. Yeah. It's not like he's he's like, well, I mean, I would wake up like kind of this hour if I was at home. Right. It's like, well, maybe two hours later when you were working and not on vacation, you know, visiting your family. Oh, my gosh. Eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, you Midwesterners. Come on. <laughs> we're just too polite to be like, um, that's the middle of the night for me. and I'm going to be sleeping. He cannot <laughs> leave them in a lurch. Just not allowed. Nope. Um, but that, I mean, it, I, the Ichiro's step was very sweet, you know, that came a couple days later and, and I, I like baseball. I, I, and I think you're a bigger fan. I don't like love, um, early season baseball just cause there's so many games, but, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure we're we're diving into Mariners' corner again, so we'll see. Great, Although yeah. they're very down on the season, so who knows mm-hmm. how much they'll get into it. Watch them win the uh, World Series this year, the one year <laughs> that they're like. And Luke is never negative. He's always like, I can see we have a chance, you know, even though the sticks are down. Like, we, we got a chance. The, like, this year they're like, nothing's going to happen. And now they're going to win the World Series. I'm calling yeah, it. I, <laughs> at least with football, that is pretty easy to segregate because it's whatever 16 games sure. plus potential playoffs. playoff games. But for the Mariners, there's the potential to talk about it 162 times. Yes. Oh, no. You know, more or less. So, I mean, it's impossible to keep that segregated to any section of the show. Yeah. So we just, I mean, if you love... The way that they talk about sports, I think they talk a lot about players. Yes, but they don't have a lot of knowledge no. about any of the players, or really about sort of the in- intricacies of how baseball works. So I don't know. I just think it's problematic to talk about local sports on a national program. Right. I agree. They do that with Seattle radio personalities too, talking about people yes. that only they know. And I, I get mm-hmm. slipping into that sometimes. Um, but the, this, this, uh, I guess Wednesday's show made me thankful that they normally segregate sport ball yes. talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like there isn't a huge contingent of Pacific Northwest people. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, the majority of the show probably do have some frame of reference for what they're talking about. But I think there's enough of us spread around uh, out around the country and the world that uh, this, it doesn't really mean anything. But I mean, I guess we don't want a, them to not talk about what they're interested yeah, in. Sure. That's, that's their whole what thing. DTL is. Yeah. It's just sort of hard to figure out what the right balance is. Yeah. It sure. doesn't all have to be for all of us, I suppose. Much to my <laughs> chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on to science corner. This is going to be brief, but we got to throw your phone from listener Ross, um, who says I was taking a trip down memory lane via LRB last November. Anne was talking about Luke and Andrew, not knowing the difference between the solstice and the equinox. Yep. And then LRB archives would be so meta. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and you want to start cataloging our show too? <laughs> oh boy. Oh my God. That's a snake eating its tail. Yeah, that's boy. really <laughs> awful. I would never want to do that. The most frustrating thing about this whole, is it the solstice versus is it the equinox discussion was not that they had already had this discussion and forgotten about it. To me, it was that they were trying to figure out what the equi stood for. Yes. Does it mean equal or does it mean equator? And I was like, number one, does it matter? 
But number two, Knox means night. Right. So it means equal, equal night. night. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And just to clear it up, equinox, equal night, it happens twice a year in March and September. And the solstice means sun stand. I didn't know that. Uh, I just looked that up before the show. And it's when the sun is the farthest from the equator, equator. And that happens in June and December every year. Yeah. So hopefully we get this conversation four times a year. (laughs) (laughs) One can only hope. Yes. (laughs) Looking forward to June. Let's move into final thoughts for the week. Um, We got a really great throw your phone on this subject. Uh, Where did it go? It's at the very bottom. We're going to have to color code these or something. I know. It's a little hard to. uh, From Megan. Number 2862 Thursday, I hugged my phone when Luke said, quote, New York is full of people like me <laughs> and I hate it, yes. unquote. So good. Delightful. That is major self-awareness. Yeah, for it him. is. Like, and he kind of came up with it at the time. And it's like, uh, like everybody wants to get somewhere so quickly and they want to do it the best way. And and it's me. They want to hustle. Yes. They want to yeah. get their yes. their hack on. Yes. It's so, it's so, so true. So That's true. why it's... Man, it is an ex. I've never lived there, but it is an exhausting place to even be yep. for a certain amount it of is. time. It is. And I always find that I all immediately spend a hundred dollars on what I don't know. I don't know what I spent a hundred dollars on. But Food, I, like, like one drink. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, how did I do this? I it's a hundred dollars and it's just gone, gone. Yeah, I I agree, and I love New York. I mean, I I think it's really cool and fun, and you know, it's. It's such an interesting place. It is prohibitively expensive and just packed. And it just seems like everything requires extra steps. It does. To get everything is harder. Done. Yeah. I mean, I remember back to Luke talking about when he was living there. And I forget if he went to like Ikea and bought furniture. And just how do you get furniture home know. from Ikea on the subway kind of I don't know. deal? Is you don't you you have to figure out something different. If I couldn't drive my car to the IKEA and park it and no. you know yeah, put my that, flat pack yeah. in the back, that it would just I don't know it would be an all day thing. And that was before you could just morning. rent a car for a couple of hours. Yeah, with those yep. apps and stuff like that was way before that. And I w- I wonder that even for like people with animals like how do you take your dog to the vet how do you take your cat to the vet like (laughs) I think about it with with kids because you have to have car seats yes when you're in a car so I think when you get a cab or an uber or whatever do you have to be like wait hold on like you can't just go because I need to buckle them in or whatever I don't even understand I really think it's bottom line it's a place where you just you have to be very young or very rich like those are the two kind of options to live comfortably and you have to love it more than you are hating the inconvenience of it like people feel feelings about that city that they don't about anything else and it's like a unique kind of person who who is willing to deal with that to reap the benefits of living in a city like that yeah yeah not for me me neither so what do we think is the must listen for the week if you're going to listen to one show um, I think Monday, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I think that she's, Hannah Brooks Olsen is such a good guest and she's so game that, um, and she and Andrew to, to have such a dorky phrase, like vibe off each other well, and which probably makes them good hosts for a spotless. I just think they mesh together well and they're sort of funny. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. She seems her enthusiasm lifts him up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's do a little housekeeping. Uh, buy stuff from us. 
we have merchandise at littleredbandwagon.com. T-shirts, hoodies, tote bags, mugs. Got it all. Collector <laughs> pieces, you guys. Exactly. Someday when this takes off, <laughs> I wish you'd gotten in on the ground floor. Uh, the archive project continues. We still have a little bit of um, content trickling in on that. So thanks to everybody that participates in that. If you would like to claim a week and listen to old TBTLs and write down what happened and who was on it, contact Christy and she'd be happy to set you up. Uh, also, if you ever buy anything from Amazon, I don't know why you would, but you know, just in case. Already uh, inconvenient. Ugh, it's the worst. Uh, if you would use our portal, that would be awesome. LittleRedBandWagon.com slash Amazon so that we get a little smidgen, a few dollarinis. I mean, a few centarinis, actually, <laughs> yeah. from your purchases that helps us keep the light on, so to speak. And over at our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms, uh, we have no idea. Amy hasn't <laughs> dropped the show yet for this week. But, I mean, last week she celebrated women, so... It's, it's got to be good, right? It's still technically, you know, Women's Month or whatever it's called. Women's, That's women's History Month? So, we, yeah. Yes. So part we, two. We got to make the most of this month. No. It's all, all we've we got. <laughs> um, all right. Get involved. Uh, LittleRedBandwagon.com is our website. ThrowYourPhone.com. Y'all been using it a lot. Thank you so much. And thank you for defending us as the original, the OG spinoff we love you guys mm -hmm. uh come join our facebook page there was something i don't remember who posted it but somebody did the like life cycle of a robert and it made me laugh so hard yes <laughs> yes it was perfect and bobby really is holding on to bobby but the rob one was like like throwing like you know like little finger guns at you it was really good <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like that the Bobby had a little teddy bear. Yeah. I know. My uh, my brother-in-law is Bob, and he was a little bit pissed about the Bob one because it's like going into the grave, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you Bobby now, Bob. Um, okay, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Uh, and with that, Meredith, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. You're the best. We're thinking of you. I like tried to message you on uh, on Twitter, but I don't think you followed me, so I couldn't. But we love you. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>